nice. So I have actually had, um, you're going to laugh at me. I've actually had some travel where I have fallen asleep at dinner. Like the jet, I'm embarrassed to admit this. The jet lag is so bad. I have well, fallen asleep at dinner. Well, maybe that's the wine, Chris. Do you think no, that might be right of that? No, it can't be the wine. There was a gentleman, um, I forget his name. There was a gentleman years ago. And I think we were, we were in London and he, I forget where he had come in from, but he just started babbling like nonsensical. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need some of what he has um, to, uh, to, to maintain that energy when you're traveling. I, it, I respect that. Yeah. It might be. So the, hopefully the jet lag's not too bad now that, now that you're back in, uh, back in Melbourne. No, look, it's, um, it's great to be back. It was a pretty phenomenal experience being over in the US. You know, the highlight was for sure being at PSYOP. Um, oh, we got to talk been, about that. Have you ever been? I have not been. Uh, and I, I kind of yeah. want to go. And then I feel like maybe. Yeah, maybe go. Ne go next year for yeah? sure. Yeah. It's, um, you know, compared to HR tech conferences, um, there is an endless array of deep thinking research um, uh, and, you know, just very impressive, smart people thinking about people. Okay. Um, so, you know, highly recommended. All right. Well, you know, we've got Matt Charney coming on the show in a couple of weeks yeah. and he was there. So yeah. she, well, I'm sure it's going to come yeah. up. He, he was totally intimidated. <laughs> I think they were intimidated by him. <laughs> All right. You ready to get going? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, loyal listeners of the CXR Podcast. I'm Chris Hoyt, president of Career Crossroads, and your host for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, if you're new to the show, we connect you with a recruiting industry leader, a practitioner, to provide a little insight uh, into what they're working on or what they're thinking in regards to the hot topics that most of us are working through. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show uh, from wherever you're listening, be it YouTube or Spotify, and uh, any other broadcast service that you may be on there. If you're if you're catching us on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or other social platform, uh, you can most certainly find the full show and all of the previous episodes out at cxr.org slash podcast. Now, today I'm excited to introduce a new guest to the show. We've got a first timer. Say hello to everybody, Barb. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. <laughs> well, welcome to G'day. the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to be part of this. Oh, well, we're excited. We have a little fun. You've now seen the extent of the technical part of the show. So that's about it. That's as good as it gets. Um, look, Barb, for those who may not know who you are, uh, can you give us an escalator pitch about yourself? Kind of a where you work, uh, what you do, maybe even how long you've been in the space? Okay, for sure. So um, Barb Hyman, mother of three, um, CEO and founder of Sapia.ai, formerly known as Predictive High. We've just rebranded. Um, my background is uh, a lot of things. I'm a bit of a career mongrel. Um, I started out as a lawyer. Uh, I think you call them attorneys over in the US. And then post-MBA moved into strategy consulting. So I worked at BCG for many years and then found myself in HR. Um, so a lot of my career has actually been in the HRD role. Um, 
first for BCG and then for a large digital company in Australia. And from there, I started Sapia. So I'm not a technologist. I'm someone that comes from the experience of living the pain of what I think many of you experience day to day. And, uh, you know, I, I've, it's a privilege to be in a role like this, really, solving your problems. <laughs> well, right. Hopefully, like, well, let's yeah. talk about um, you. You mentioned there's been a bit of a little, a little bit of a rebranding going on. What's what's behind that? What's that about? Yeah. So, look, you know, the the aspect of um, HR and everything to do with people that I feel is missing is the human side. How do you actually really connect with people and meet them where they are? And you know, I was one of the first in Australia to bring in Culturam to bring in Workday, but at the end of the day, it didn't really change the way that people felt about their connection with the organisation and engagement and their understanding of themselves. And so what I wanted to do was really bring technology chat um, in a way that empowered people, that dignified experiences like recruitment, mm -hmm. that helped people learn about themselves. Um, and that's the journey that we've been on. So we've really invented something quite brilliant, which is the ability to understand you as a human being deeply through a conversation it's only five questions and we help you get smarter from that experience. We obviously also help the organization get smarter. You know, that's where we make our money. But I've fundamentally believed that we're now moving into a world where you can't just deliver technology that helps the organization. You've got to deliver technology that helps the individual. Yeah, I love that. And look, I, you know, we don't want to do like a product show, but I do the, the approach that you have taken is different. Uh, and I think it's really interesting because you're talking about five questions that are not um, solve a puzzle, uh, that are not some sort of crazy um, equation uh, or from that element. It's a little it's a little bit different. It's more open ended, isn't it? Well, we've really scaled the science of a structured interview. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's for anyone who's in the I.O. space seen as the gold standard for how do you predict performance in a role? And we're trying to create what feels like a very normal experience like this. You know, we're asking questions that you would ask and the candidate is responding to those in their own voice, in their own time. So we're trying to remove all the fear and the um, anxiety that comes with applying for a job. Like when you think about it, it's far scarier for the individual than it is for the organisation because you're making a move. You're choosing your next partner, right? Like you spend more time at work than you do at home. And so how do you make it really safe and something people trust which is really important. We'll get to that, I'm sure, on the AI side and something which is humanizing. So everyone gets personalized insights and coaching. And that is a phenomenal way for you to help everyone, even those that don't get the job. Yeah, I love that. And I love the different approach. I mean, so let, let's go to the AI piece because, you know, these are little snackable podcasts. They're pretty quick. Um, mm. How... How do you see us sort of in the same vein, sort of advancing the the field of using AI within that world of recruiting? I mean, why 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 aren't we just there yet? What, why do you feel like it's just not it's not perfect yet? What's missing? Uh, well, um, so fundamentally, AI is something that, unfortunately, in the media and in our lives, has been um, you know a lot of scaremongering around that. Um, in some cases, fairly so. You know, I call it fear and loathing of AI, um, and there's a lot of misunderstanding, but there's also been some really big issues um, that have really impacted on fairness. So it is, in some respects, legitimate for people to worry about it, but like all technology, it evolves and improves over time, and, you know, the obligation is on you as the 
as the person considering solving for your problems, how do I trust this? Like, what are the key questions I need to ask? So, you know, there's, there's, there's absolutely AI that can interrupt bias in a way that humans can't. And there is AI that can amplify bias. And so part of what, you know, I spend a lot of my time doing is trying to help organizations navigate that. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's a big call out too, because originally I remember in the space when we started talking about AI for recruiting, the fun thing to say in the, the headlines and the clickbaits was that, you know, robots were going to take the recruiter's job. Uh, and I think what we have come to understand by and large within the industry is that it's not so much about uh, taking the job as as simplifying or assisting, right? Uh, that sort of thing. So it's not yeah. taking over the world. Yeah. Look, it's it's co-pilot. That's the way we talk about it. Is yeah. why wouldn't you want something in your job that takes all the crappy work um, that you don't really enjoy doing, which is phone screens asking the same question again and again, um, and reviewing CVs. You know, no one's time is served well by screening CVs, and give that to technology that frankly can do it fairer and better and faster than you and see more than what you might see because of our own unconscious biases so that you can free up time to actually be more of a, I call it a talent concierge, a talent business partner um, and get away from the desk, you know, and get into the business. Like when I was a CHRO, I was saying to our talent business partners, the best thing you can do is be a sounding board and an advisor to the HR managers, help them figure out what it is that they really need mm -hmm. and be a sounding board for how they make the right decision because the process of screening and assessment, really technology can do it better on every front, both from a candidate perspective and from a, you know, a depth of insight. So it's a reimagination of the recruiter role and a big part of what I think any head of TA needs to think about when they're bringing in AI is that you're really bringing in change, but mm -hmm. it can be incredibly empowering, but it does require thought around, you know, how do you land this in a way that people see the opportunity not not confronted by fear. Yeah, Barb, so I love the call out, Barb. I, and I wonder, there are some very forward thinking organizations that are that are going all in on AI, right? And your product and some other products that use AI in the selection process. So I guess I would ask speaking, not, not on behalf of SAPI, not on behalf of the product, but as an expert in this field, right? As somebody who's doing their best to push this, this field forward and raise awareness, what would you tell uh, a TA leader who maybe this seems like a scary job. This feels super risky. Can I really trust you know th this type of methodology or this approach to help with my selections to free up my recruiters? Like, well, what would you tell me? Well, look, I think it's like any decision that you make in life. How do you de-risk it? Um, mm -hmm. And you de-risk it by firstly getting people in the business who can be alongside with you as you bring this change in. You know, don't do it solo. Like I think anyone in TA knows that if you're bringing in change, you need to engage the business. You need to make it something that is required by the business, not something that's preferred by TA. So make it a, um, you know, a, a collective um, a team of people across the business, get sponsors within the business. TA and HR should not be sponsoring any new technology. It should always come from the business. I fundamentally believe that. The second thing is talk to other customers who are using this and ask them like you do in a reference check, very probing, confronting questions around, you know, the value, like what has been the value delivered, what hasn't worked, ask the same thing of the vendor, like what do we need to do in order to make this work, you know, what every vendor wants to do is be a partner with the client and help them navigate this. A huge part of this is how do we make you successful? How do we de-risk it for you personally? 
so that you know you don't fear that you're going to be fired for bringing in change <laughs> so I, I think it's to you know i'd say to ta is is don't hold back so much if you really have a hypothesis that this change is going to help then lean in and trust and start to build a partnership so what what would you apart, tell apart from all the due diligence on the technology and tech manuals and so on but yeah. you know i think sometimes it's a bit like a um you know an m a deal you know you're on other sides of the table but you've really got to get on the same side of the table if you're going to make this work for the client yeah well i love the call out of like there are other there are other businesses within the business right within the organization that should be involved in that i mean we have a lot of and i have been one of them we have a lot of ta leaders who just kind of run a little bit rogue right? Implementing new tech or solutions because they want to get that in there. But uh, it's not always easy to get that kind of partnership internally. Um, and I also will say, Barb, I appreciate the go talk to people who have done this before, uh, mm -hmm. who are on sort of the cutting edge, right? Or that bleeding edge of the tech and, and taking those risks up front to, to help mitigate your own risk a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there are fast followers out there. You know, mm -hmm. we, we target fast followers in our, in our technology um, marketing. And you know, understand who they are. I'm sure that you know who they are um, and learn from them because uh, there's a lot of risk in bringing in technology that fails um, on many fronts. And, you know, I come back to that point about everything is about how do you de-risk um, a big decision like that? Um, yeah. I think the other thing, you know, I just want to provide a different lens, which is, so as a CHRO, which I used to be, you have to involve that person in this journey. You know, I think too much TA is a bit of a bubble. Um, mm. And how do you connect the dots between what it is that you're doing and wanting to do with technology or with change? And how does that ladder up to the people strategy? So you always want to tell a story around change against the lens of what is the CHRO telling the board and the CEO about the people, um, you know, strategy that she or he is working towards and how does this accelerate that? Because if you get, you get that person talking about it, then you, you've kind of, you know, won half the battle. Um, and, uh, you know, also, you know, really understand that if this isn't one of their top three priorities, which I'd find it very hard to believe if it's not, because every single CEO is obsessed and worried and paranoid about talent, then, you know, that's your seat at the table, right? You have to get what you're doing on that agenda. And frankly, if it's not on their agenda right now, then, you know, jump ship to another organisation. Yeah, well, well, that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation, right? A yeah. whole other conversation. But let me ask you, normally I like to ask a guest uh, who comes in as an expert or, or a subject matter passionate person, uh, what, what's really evolved in the last five years and then kind of ask them where they think something's going in the last five years. And we've had to cut that down when we get to tech to like two years, three years. But I feel like AI moves so fast and so much is happening that to ask you, three years ago, five years ago, where we were versus where we are now. It's kind of a silly question because it was still just landing on everybody's radar and, and all these solutions were popping up. So I'm going to skip the where were we story, right? The, the part of that question. And I want to ask you, what do you anticipate we should see or experience in this space in the next two, three or five years? Like what, what is right around the corner for us or that we should be watching for? So firstly, I'll be contrarian and say, I don't think much has changed. You know, really? if my really cynical hat is that the last great innovation in HR was the Netflix culture deck. You know, when you think about, are we really delivering talent exponentially faster? Are we fundamentally transforming the experience that people are having through that? 
are we getting deeper insight into how our people are feeling day to day? You know, there's a lot of technology, but if you look at the measures, you know, I'm not sure that actually you can see the results. I think what's changed is bigger picture, which is that the, in the context of AI and in general in HR, particularly with, um, you know, 67% of people now working virtually and um, the uh, movement around AI that gives me my agency, control over my data, rights over my data, I think that's the huge change. And that was obviously started with GDPR and it's being accelerated with all the other changes that are coming in. And so, again, I put my CHRO hat on and say that, how do you create a culture of trust? Because I think a culture of trust is what endears people to want to be with you, to work, you know, harder and put in that discretionary effort to stick around. And I think the technology choices you make play into that big time. And the way in which you respect and dignify the individual at the heart of that, first the candidate, then the employee. So the balance between the organisation calling the shots and all of this technology top down, I think is going to massively invert to be what can we do to really build trust with that human being from the very first you know, um, moment of interaction? What do we need to do differently in our technology? What technology do we not use? How transparent can we be? Um, how do we give them the power to make decisions for them, not just us to make decisions for us? So I think there's more of a global macro movement about um, respecting the individual and AI that can be used for good, but gives them a huge voice in that process. Barbara, you know why I like talking to you? You, you, <laughs> you Look, you're in the tech space, but and maybe it's the CHRO and you sort of shining through, but you're using words like heart and feel and, you know, and people, it's like your talent before your tech, right? And it's important that you're tying all of that piece together. And I, I just absolutely love that because you're not forsaking the whole reason we're doing this. You're doing this for, for the reason of the people in the beginning, right? Bringing in the talent, making sure the right talent is there uh, and building the relationships, using the tech as a, what did you, what did you call it? You didn't say companion. What did you say? Um, as a co-pilot. Co-pilot. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Technology well, there, there's a Look, I find our, our fundamental principle is human first, technology second in the business. And, you know, there's a wonderful podcast I just listened to with um, Eric Schmidt and um, Sam Harris where he talks about, you know, AI and the threat and the opportunity. And, you know, he talks about AI is really about making everyone smarter. And why would you hold back on that, you know? So... If you're going to go in and think about using AI in your business in HR is think about it with that lens because that's motivating, that's empowering. Um, and, um, you know, that's that's what I'd love people to, to really embrace is that, you know, um, it can be fair. It can be fairer than humans. The other thing I want to challenge is this notion that you need to have a human to have a human experience. We've shown Ooh. that you don't. Okay. Well, uh, so if I'm just getting started, if I want to learn more, if I'm a TA leader and I've not done this before uh, and that it just seems a little scary, Barb, where, where would you tell me, where would you tell me to start? Well, for our product, you can try it on the website. Uh, you can <laughs> give it a go and see what it's like yourself. Um, you know, in terms of just connecting with me, I'd love you to follow me on Twitter, Barb Hyman one. Um, I'm posting more now. It seems like in the U S people really love Twitter. Um, uh, and um you know, just feel free to reach out to, to have a conversation. But, you know, I think that there's obviously experts like you um, and what Career Crossroads are doing in terms of helping organisations navigate change and understand what's out there in the landscape. There's no cheat sheet to figuring it out. You know, no. it's, it's heavy lifting. But, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be in 
HR or TA at this time because there is a lot of exciting things happening. So, um, and I'd, I also put a plug in for PSYOP. I just came back from the US, we presented at PSYOP. You know, really HR also and TA, go beyond your world, like go beyond your bubble. Go to a conference that isn't a TA conference and see what you can learn. You know, I think that ability to understand um, innovation in other sectors, like I'm always thinking about what's the analogy here from another, you know, part of our business, you know, what are, what are marketing doing? Go to a marketing conference because marketing is about 10 years ahead of HR I, when it comes I to using AI. More. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's such a, you know, we're, we get so busy and we go, get so stuck heads down that I think we forget that there, there are other lanes that we could be swimming in. Yeah. Uh, at least putting our feet in for a little bit, yeah. right? Before we come yeah. back and sort of leach some of that expertise into our own. Yeah. And hire different people into your team. I mean, I'm, I'm not a technologist, right? And, you know, I have a kind of curious background, but I have been able to build the product and my partner, my co-founder's Booty, who's a PhD in NLP. And like, we would not have the technology we have without both of us. So think about the power of difference. You know, I believe that innovation comes from the intersection of difference. And every TA team right now is innovating. So hire people that are really lateral into your team. It will just give you more confidence, I think, as a team. It de-risks decision-making because you'll have just contrarian views um, and you'll create much more team engagement. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Barb, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're super busy all the way on the other side of the world. So I appreciate yeah. you making time for us. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a great Thanks. day. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere just yet. All right. All right. So I do want to take us out really quickly. I want to remind everybody on May 17th, uh, our members are invited to join us for another one of our monthly CXR lecture series of these sessions. It, it, for those who don't know, we actually bring in a professional speaker uh, and presenter to discuss top areas of interest that were actually selected by our membership leaders or talent and heads of talent and talent leaders. Uh, the coming up topic or the topic we've got right up next, I'm trying to think, oh, remote work 3.0. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, you can get all of that, more information, uh, cxr.org slash lecture. You can see the past uh, sessions as well as what's coming up next. Uh, also, May 19th, uh, you're not going to want to miss. It's our next member and alumni meeting. Uh, and we're open to, those are literally open to any current or former CXR members. We're issuing a call to action uh, for transparency around minimally acceptable and unacceptable practices that are often inaccessible. Uh, to each of us, both the, the stakeholders responsible for the hiring and, of course, the managing of that talent. Be sure to join us for that. It does come on the back end of a series of posts you'll find on CXR.Works. Uh, Jerry Crispin has published some of those in there, and there's some research that we're doing around what elements of transparency are most important. So check those out, take part in that, and cast your vote. With that, I want to thank everybody for being here, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.